When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. I know who Scrooge McDuck is. Why is he filling a bathtub and swimming in it? What's going on? Oh, Scrooge McDuck has like a vault full of gold coins and money. I know that, but what's the bathtub thing? Or just because you got 200 grand in 20s. (laughs) You know what I mean? You swim in the money because you have it. (laughs) Three hours of sleep, bro. Three hours of sleep. This is just melatonin talking, okay? What is up, Twisted World? We are back. I'm with my boys, Andy and Cody. What's up, guys? Yo. Hello. So, uh, hey, we broke 3,000. We love you. 3,000. Tony Pun. Yes. Ah. I love it. I love it. So, um, with that, you know, I just, we're, we're recording this episode a little earlier than normal and uh, funny story. So I'm, I, I, last night guys, I was, uh, was like, man, I, I got to get up early, you know, make sure I get a plenty of sleep to record this episode. I'm like, Hey, I'm, I'm going to, I'm going to get some melatonin. You guys take melatonin ever the supplement a lot. Yeah. Yeah. yeah Almost yeah. every night. Yeah. So I, I know you can take like up to 20 milligrams or something. So it, so my wife gets me this bottle of melatonin. I'm looking at it, and it says three milligrams. And I'm like, three milligrams? Like what? Like I take thousands of milligrams of vitamin C and B, and I'm like, three? That's nothing, right? So I, I don't know. I'm like, hey, I can take seven, eight. I don't know what I took, but I took a few. And <laughs> so I take some melatonin, and I'm like, I'm gonna go to sleep. And uh, so I'm like, uh, I'm gonna play some video games for a little bit. Oh my! And after you took the melatonin, well, yeah. no, 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 because I'm like, hey, I need to wait for it to, to make me tired, right? I, I have, I, I'm with him on this theory because I do the same thing with my phone. Like, I'm like, I'll take some Nyquil because I'm like got a headache or something. And I'm, I'm having trouble sleep, and I'll be on my phone for like half an hour because that's, I don't fall asleep. That's naturally. fine if you're in your bed on your phone. But the thing is, if you're up like playing video games, I know melatonin. Well, <laughs> well, it doesn't make any sense. Yeah, and and so, uh, so. <laughs> So I'm, I'm playing. It only takes <laughs> 10 minutes for it to kick in. Well, okay. Well, it, that'd be the case. It didn't say that on the bottle anywhere. And I'm just saying, so I'm playing some video games and, and like two hours passes. And I'm like, wait, why am I not tired? All right, let me go lay down. So I go lay down. Uh, my, my wife's watching that, that Aretha movie. Um, Respect. Yeah. It, good movie. Great movie. So I, I finished watching that with her. And then I'm like, I'm going to close my eyes. And, and, and I try to close my eyes. And I'm like, why am I wide awake? Like wide awake. Next thing I know. It's like three o'clock in the morning, wide awake. I'm like, this melatonin, it's, it's supposed to work, right? Like, like next thing you know, it was 3 a.m. because you fell asleep? Or? No, 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 no. Like, like I'm, no, I'm still playing. Five hours have passed. I'm still playing on my phone, like, uh, like messing around. Oh, okay. net. Like, I'm like, I tried. I tossed and turned. I, gotcha. What is going on? Yeah. Like, you know, I hear people say, oh, I take melatonin and I take like, you know, 10 milligrams and I fall right asleep. And I'm like, mm, no, no, it was like complete opposite. So, needless to say, you know, if you guys are out there and you take melatonin, it, it could do opposite. Here's the thing. Uh, 
when when you're looking at a screen, a lot of the time the blue light from the screen tricks your brain to thinking that it's the sun. So you think it's daytime. So your your uh, melatonin hormones aren't going to start working or kick in. So that's probably what happened. You need to. He's yes. not wrong. You need to pair. So with your with your iPhone, I, you can go into night shift mode, which mm-hmm. allows your screen to have like more of an orange tint, and it slowly gets more orange as you watch it. That with the melatonin should trigger the effect of you getting tired. You can set it up to where it'll automatically switch on at, at a certain, certain time. time. I yeah. have mine on at seven p.m. every night. So that no matter if I'm on my phone in my bed, I still won't get blue light. And I have glasses, uh, blue light glasses for when I'm playing video games late at night too. So, so what you're saying is, it's not only it's the Xbox and Aretha's fault. Yeah, it's definitely Aretha's fault. Oh, yeah, we can't go around that. But yeah, it's uh, Xbox, Aretha. I mean, potato, yeah, just potato. Put it all together. It's all yeah, blue light. I get it. No, I mean, so you know, listen to a little R E S P C T. How do you spell that? Did I spell that right? <laughs> You forgot to say about the E. This, you forgot the E. This is what, this is what happens respect. with three hours of sleep. So anyway, so I'm respect. like, I'm on the way and, and getting ready to, uh, to, you know, head over here to record and, and grab some coffee. And uh, I'm like, hey, I'm, I'm going to be stopping at one coffee shop to, to grab all of us coffee. And then I'm like, well, let me stop at Starbucks first. So I get Starbucks, you know, get some cold brew, some espresso shots, drink that on the way to the next coffee shop. And uh, the the second, so the second coffee shop, I, I stopped at uh, Dutch Bros, mm-hmm. you know, uh, hit place. It's cool. They're always pumping. 7.30 a.m. They, they act like they've been up all night themselves. Yeah, they probably have. Probably. Right? So a little little DB coffee. So speaking of DB, uh, let's get we into gotta our- We got to transitions. What a segue, dude. Topic. Aaron has the best segues. <laughs> just, and these are all- You know he's been scripting and, this on the way over here. Yeah. He's in the car. He's like- Guys, I'm going to say DB coffee. All three DB. hours of sleep. Three hours of sleep. I constructed this 5,000 times in my head on <laughs> the way here. These are all like homebrewed uh, segues that he's made up while not sleeping. Like he's, he's like just laying in bed like, what's a good segue for tomorrow? Um, looking in the mirror in his car. B. Uh, D- Dutch, Dutch bro. Hey, there we go. I'm going to use that tomorrow. <laughs> yes. Yes. Or today, because I think it was probably at 2.30 right, when I thought day. of it. Yeah, yeah it was right. like, it was all the same. Anyways. So, um. We are going to talk about what is listed as FBI, one of FBI's most unsolved mysteries. And uh, it is a gentleman that has been and coined, and we'll get into a, of how he actually got the name, but, and it's definitely not his name. But anyways, D.B. Cooper. Um, didn't know a ton about this. Uh, you guys knew a little bit more about it. Um, but uh, uh, tons of digging, and there's all kinds of FBI files on this, this alias. D.B. Cooper. So, first and foremost, let's just lay a little backstory on the guy, right? Uh, so, we got a guy. He walks into, I believe, at Oregon Airport. Correct. Oregon International Airport. Portland uh, International Airport. Orders, uh, or orders, purchases a one-way ticket to Seattle for $20, by the way. 1971? Nice. 71? Oh, man. $20. Like, I just flew to Dallas. I can't even tell you like that. Just, <laughs> it cost the, that plane ticket four hundred dollars. I saw this guy's cost, and I'm like, he recouped that real fast. Yeah. What? No. Yeah, I get it with these puns. He yeah, recouped I got it. Oh, it. Got it. Yes. Okay. We yeah. should get like a little rim, sh- rim shot. Yeah, right, exactly. Yeah, yeah. The rim shot button. So I'm writing segues. Andy's writing dad jokes. We're cool though. We got this. Yeah. All the way. True to form. You were, we just need Cody dad to, jokes, segues, twisted world. It, that's it. That's how it works. <laughs> Twist it up. 
So uh, D.B. Cooper, um, he walks in, and, and actually, he runs by the alias, and he says, hey, my name is Dan Cooper. He orders this. So I, I got a question. Did they not, like, check IDs, or did they not have any of this stuff in 71? I mean, I wasn't alive. You guys weren't alive, but I guess they just, like, you just walked into an airport, like, hey, give me a ticket like you're riding a bus, right? It was just different, 100%. It's people an, trusted it, people. It was an Airbus. Right. Yeah. And so you just you bought a ticket. Yeah. There's no security. You, you just get on, you have your cigarette and you just ride the plane. Yeah. You know no, I mean? no TSA take, telling you to take your shoes off. Do you see how many people are on this plane? No, I did not see 37. 37 people. Yeah. Usually a, you get on, on a, a plane and there's like almost 100 people on the plane. Maybe well, even more. You know? and, and now I'm sure that other flights did have more. This was the eve of Thanksgiving. It was the day. It was the night before yep. Thanksgiving. So by this point, the people are already with their families, things like that. So I'm sure that had a. He he picked a great day to do what he did. Right? He, he knew to do the job. Yeah. So, because uh, it was a seven twenty seven. So we're I mean, we're not talking about a small plane here. Mm. Um, this was, you know, this was a large plane, and um, he specifically took this flight from Oregon to uh, Seattle. Um, he purchased, and, and I don't know how this ties in, other than the fact that he he picked his seat. Specifically, an aisle seat, uh, 18C is what I read by the FBI, and he picked a seat where there was no seat next to him, or where the seat next to him was also available, right? Specifically picked, like, it, which I would do, too. If I knew that I was going to fly, like, hey, I don't want the, the people. You get the gut snorers and the, the people that are like, can I get the popcorn? And they sit there and munch, 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 munch. I'm just trying to, I don't want to hear you munching on that popcorn, right? Um, so, night before Thanksgiving. There was how many people? 37? 37, and then there's six crew members. So the total of 43. Right. People Does on that the include the pilots as well? When you yeah. Crew members? Crew members. Okay. So there's two flight attendants, uh, both women, one named Florence, one named Tina. And so he gets on this flight. Um, it, let's also, he was dressed, he was a white male, dressed in a black suit, white shirt, black tie. Okay. Very men in black esque. Right, he ordered a bourbon and coke. Yeah, bourbon my, and coke is my understanding. Bourbon and soda, bourbon Very and coke. Very distinguished. Yeah, yeah, a little bougie, right? Uh, so he gets on the flight. Flight takes off, and he hands a note to Miss Florence. Now, I, I love in one of the so I, I I read two articles and the FBI write up, and in one of the articles, I love that it said. In this, in this time frame, in like the 1970s, I guess, it was known that a lot of single men would pass their phone number or uh, room number to flight, flight attendants. Yeah, they'd hit on them so, that way. Like, hey. Like, hey, what's up, girl? How's it going? Not even that. They just like put stuff in their pocket. They just like, like, like jump it in their pocket. Yeah. Right. So, and so, yeah. <laughs> like, this is a strip club. Like, it's like... Like, sir, you're flying to Seattle. Stop putting stuff in my clothes. Stop touching me. What yeah. is wrong with you? You, know, you? you do that now, and it's, you, got the, you got guns pointing in your face. So uh, he puts it in her pocket. She just, from what I read, she just treated it like it was nothing, as if this happens often. So Yeah, I read it. Basically, it says that she basically just grabbed it and stuck it in her own pocket. Yeah. So this must happen to Florence a lot. You know, so I'm guessing she was a decent-looking flight attendant because, you know, Mr. D.B. Cooper's like, hey. Here you go. And, and then, he, then he's like, please don't flatter yourself. Read yeah. the note. Read the note. <laughs> yeah, because if she comes back around, he's like, you need to read that note. And so she reads the note. And um, I did not, you know, there was 
this is where there's some discrepancy because there was like the the flight attendant, I, and I'm I'm sure at this point she's scared out of her mind, right? So you what, lose, what, stuff gets lost in translation at that point. Go ahead. What's what's the note say? Um, well, that's again. So I I read two different things, but it basically said that he had a bomb, mm-hmm. um, and that he requested two hundred thousand dollars and two parachutes is what I read. And now my understanding that there was possibly a request for four. I don't know that. Yeah. There, so there was a request for four. I don't know that he requested $200,000. I think he requested all of the money. Like it, it basically it was from people on the plane. Correct. Oh uh, no. He, re- cause he requested specifically $200,000 in, um, and it had to be unsequential, oh, unsequential. Okay. um, is it also numbers stuck in there? and it had to be in $20 increments. Yeah. Specifically. So- there's a there's true. a lot of discrepancy about these about these notes about like what's actually on the right. notes and he like just, he gets the note yeah. back right because he yeah. takes the note back and all of these are coming from like word of mouth like it's just from florence like it's florence telephone. is yeah it's a game of telephone that florence has to play and she's scared while she's scared right, right? because so there's a couple of different yeah there's a there's a note that says i need two hundred thousand dollars there's a note that says i have a bomb right the way that i read it is uh, the, the sources that i got whereas the first note said, I have a bomb. I need you to come sit next to me. And so he moves to the middle seat. Yeah. Um, so if you don't know how the plane's structured, um, there's your A, there's aisle A, B, C, and then um D, E, F. Yeah, three on each yeah. side. Yeah. Uh, and then so he's on the what I would say the right, right wing side, right, right? And he's out, he's in the middle of the plane. So 18 is only halfway through the plane. It's where the it's where the wings kind of end. Yeah. Right. There's still a whole back of the of the of the cabin. Right? right. And the reason why he chose that one is because the aft stairway is right is centered in the middle right there. That's right. kind of where it opens up. So he wanted to pick a spot where it was in the middle of the plane yep. and he could easily not have to move around the plane very much. He can just talk to the hostess or the hostess, the flight, flight attendant. Did. Right. Because there's a phone. The flight stripper. Yeah, the flight the flight stripper, right? The flight <laughs> mistress. Um and so because the, that spot was so strategic because there's a phone right there that connects to the front of the uh, the front of the cockpit, so she could talk to the flight to the pilots, and she could also call um, down to you know Earth, yeah. I guess. Yeah, Earth. Weird, weird to talk about that because but they're not on right. I mean, they're flying, so yeah. But anyway, so down uh, to the ground, right? right? So very smart choice for him to sit there. But he asked her to sit next to him so he moves over to the center aisle which is would be b right so he's now sitting in 18b and 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 i i i saw that so he he opens the case right and shows her what's in the case and you know she describes it as some wires and some and some cylinders Mm -hmm. and the only thing that popped in my head is so this is why tsa doesn't let me take my hairspray so it's mr db cooper it's because of him oh a lot of the stuff i can't db cooper i can't take my hair net oh yeah Oh, yeah, yeah. Well, right. I mean, again, we were looking at this. I was just right. researching this because we just had a brief conversation about it. Like, no form of identity was required to get on the plane. Yeah, like you could just buy a ticket, and he actually didn't pay twenty. He paid eighteen forty-two. That was the actual to- total for him to fly get on the flight. I mean, tomorrow we'll be paying that in gas per gallon, and so, you can just you carry know. whatever you wanted on. Yeah, right. Like there, there was no limitation. I'm sure there was a size limitation at some point, but for yeah, him so, to bring a suitcase on with so, some wires and a cylinder, so he got to get, take two cans of hairspray and and you know threw some wires in there, and he's like be my bomb and she's like ah right so <laughs> was that a Probably reenactment kind of, that was that was that was good that well, was. i mean, I, your, I mean your, your ears i practiced that plane, at, so i practiced that really... at 2 30 in the morning when i was you know 
trying to figure out why the melatonin wasn't ah. kicking in. <laughs> Amy's like, what are you doing? <laughs> ah. Don't worry about it, babe. Don't worry about it. It's for the podcast tomorrow. <laughs> so she sits down. She looks at the bomb or whatever it was. And then at, at this point, I'm sure she relays this. Now, not only she read the note, she sat down next to the guy. She's looked at this inside this case. And we have a potential bomb. Right. And so the next notes that are given to her, because I, I don't recall he actually says anything other than I need you to look at the note. Right. That's the only thing that he's actually said to the to the um, flight attendant thus far. Everything else has been via handwritten notes. Right. So the other note that he gives her is here are my demands. Right. He wants two hundred thousand dollars in um, in circulated American currency. Yeah. And that's a very crucial part we'll get into later. but. That's what he asked for. He asked for two hundred thousand dollars, or you know, in twenties. And there's a couple of different he variations. Didn't, he of didn't want new it. money. Huh? He didn't want yeah, new he wanted money. circulated. He money. wanted circulated money. circulated American yeah. currency. And, exactly. And, and keep in mind, I know there's probably people like, well, why, why did they go along with this? You know, the one thing, especially in the 1970s, the last thing that the airlines needed was any negative publicity, so they were going to do everything in their power to go along with this. That's everything I read. That the, even the FBI was like, it would have been foolish to try to fool him in any way because. He could have easily had yeah, a bomb, blown up boom, the plane. blown up and the plane. And also there's passengers on the plane. Right. Cost the situation. Uh, the one thing I did read is that the FBI did adhere to like, like the numbers not being in sequence and all that. He, they adhere to it, mm. but they specifically put, and this is important for later as well, they did make sure that the letter L was in the, the sequence so that they could track that. So again, important piece we'll, we'll get back to later. But Right. Yes. They did document a lot of the serial numbers. In all of the all of the cash that they gave, yeah, uh, that are on the that are on the bill, so they have all that information. Um, but yeah, so he goes on, on to say, I, and, and then I need these um, these two sets of parachutes, right? And there's some discrepancy between two sets and four parachutes, right? And the reason why that is is because when he's asking for two sets of parachutes, it's technically four, um, but it's two, you know, parachutes. There's the reserve parachute and the primary parachute. Right. Right. And so that's why there's a discrepancy of two to four because it's it's one front parachute, one back parachute, and then right. another front parachute, another back parachute. Right. Right. Um, Which, then, I mean, I wouldn't even have known that. So the guy must have had a decent amount of some knowledge, right, to know what he was doing. Well, the thought was is that they, the FBI, thought he might take a hostage with him off the plane. Oh, that part was smart. I'm saying I didn't know that one person actually, you know, like I'm. I've never personally been parachuting or skydiving or whatever, uh, but I was reading that that he he did ask like he when you jump you have your reserve you have your backup and so it is that technically two sets of parachutes. it is right. a, yeah and one person wears two parachutes and there's yeah. an argument right because the, the bigger the big, what big argument is is did he died in the jump people like there was a thunderstorm going on when he jumped he wouldn't have survived but the argument is that if he was a novice he was someone that actually had jumped before or knew what to do which. By asking for a front end, a back backpack, like or a parachute, he showed that he had a little bit of expertise. Uh, that there's oh. a good chance he could have survived. No, no, there and there's a plethora of different details, and I'm sure Cody's going to kind of elaborate a little bit more. But when I and we'll get into these details here in a second. But the fact that this guy he knew so much intricate details of how to jump, when to jump, speeds to jump, heights to jump, like he knew to be on the specific type of plane. I mean, that was crazy. Like, I read the FBI report that said, had he been on a bigger airliner, it wouldn't have been able to descend to 10,000 feet right, right. at the knots that it was at. 
it had to have been a 727. Mm. Like he knew that. Yeah. He knew what plane to jump out of, right? Because when you jump out of planes, you generally jump out of, you know, smaller little manned aircrafts, things like that. You don't see these large planes. The military does it, right? But they they practice this over and over and over again. Airliners don't practice this. Like, yeah. you know, I'm sure they have their own things. But again, they don't jump out of 727s. Yeah, a 727 commercial passenger airliner, yeah. right? It's not, this is something that's not common. Which is interesting. This specific airliner is the only one with an aft stairway like this. You know what I mean? A lot of other airliners, like, you know, other models of airliners right. don't have this aft he, stairway. Yeah. He, knew, he, knew he knew this one the, was like, going to have We're going to continue stairway. to say this because as you go through the story, there's so many facts to like he recognizing land from the sky. Right. When he's about to jump, like he recognizes where he's about to jump. Uh, that's someone that had planned this out to a T and knew the areas and everything he was going to be jumping. Oh, this guy was a pro. That's a pro. Let's just throw it out there. He's a pro. Well, there's some contradicting evidence we'll get into in a moment, but so Ooh. I'm going to, I'm going to, uh, I'm going to continue on with the, with the actual note Go for it. So yes. the other demand after the parachutes was a fuel truck when he lands to refuel the plane and to get all the passengers off with the exception of some crew members to obviously man the plane. And then he wanted the flight oh, path. And I, and I want to talk about that. Wait, he kept Tina instead of Florence. But, you know. But he was, rejected him. Was he Tina, put the note away. Florence rejected him. I'm, I'm, I'm thinking that. I'm thinking he, he's like, you know what? I like Tina now. I just want to throw that out there. Anyway, he went, <laughs> he went for Tina instead of Florence. Maybe is, is Florence like an old lady name? He's like, mm. Maybe he felt bad. Maybe he really liked Florence. And he's like, you know what? She's had to go. She's had enough. Yeah. yeah. It's possible. Tina, well. You know, you, you, I haven't put you through the ringer yet. Well, the thing is, maybe like he knew that flight attendants maybe would get comfortable with you know having someone with a bomb on board so they may be more prone to do more heroic things maybe or maybe florence is in on it i mean this is 1971 i'm sure that she's walking around in heels looking cute that her hair's done but uh i don't know i just i, I just find it funny that florence is the one he interacted with in the you know until the they landed and then he's like florence you gotta go now yeah hey tina yeah hey tina come over and sit next to me yeah so the fuel truck's there, he kicked off all the passengers, kept the flight crew, um, and got rid of one of the flight attendants. Yes, correct. And so they are refueling in uh, Seattle, Washington right now. And then he said, after we refuel, uh, he would like to go towards Mexico City, right? Right. Um, and then at the end of the note, he said, no funny stuff or I'll do the job. Right. That's 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 a line in there that's been recalled numerous times. So we can say with certainty that it the no funny stuff. Yeah. Or I'll do the job is a line in yeah. the note. Right. So that's been because that's been like said a million times. So. Hey, he's a wise guy. Right. Um, <laughs> the wise guy. Hey, listen, no funny hey, stuff or I'll hey, do the job. Hey. Um, so anyway, they refuel and they he, they give him the money and they give him the parachutes and the money's in like a money bag briefcase kind of thing. And uh, the parachutes are given to him. Um, and then the flight crew, like, they start taking off, right? And then he says, uh, he's like, okay, now I need to be left alone. Uh, I need the, the cabin to be empty. I need you guys, I need the flight, I need Tina to go back with the pilots in the cockpit. And uh, I need you to show me how to operate the, uh, you know, the, the, stair. the stairway. Yeah. So, and he's like, oh, yeah, when we get to this, when we get to this, uh, this level, this uh, altitude and this, you know, speed, then, then you can open up the aft stairway because we can't take off with it open and we can't, you know, you know, start to take off the ascent like that but they had to do it mid but it's very important too i think that he had discussed with the pilot that they were gonna land in reno yeah because he to actually refuel more 
Yes, because he when he said Mexico City, they were like, well, we can't do that. We can't we make it. Right. We don't have enough fuel for that, even if we refueled. So their mentality is we're going to fly to Reno. We're going to refuel. We're going to take off again. And somewhere in Mexico, he's going to jump. Mm. Like, that's very important. Like, he he laid this out with the pilot. We're going to take off. We're going to land in Reno. Cool. He set up. They set up the flight path because of the, the altitude. We're going to fly around these mountains, you know, all in Washington. But again, everybody was under the impression that they were going to land in Reno. He was going to land too, and that they were going to refuel. Very important that I think everybody understands that because that's not what happened at yeah. all, right? I mean, really, I think maybe that was to throw off, you know, the FBI during the time. Throw they were everybody. Like, they were, yeah, throw, literally throw, throw a wrench in everybody's plans. Like, oh, yeah, psych, I'm going to jump, you know, in the middle of wherever they jumped Oregon or something like that. Right. Um, well, uh, I, I, I think they said 15 minutes after takeoff, he was gone. Yeah, like because they saw the red light. Oh, he like he dropped he the hatch. hatch yeah. fifteen minutes after takeoff, and actually nowhere near Reno, right? <laughs> yeah, so they're they're on their way from Seattle to to Reno, but then yeah, exactly. Fifteen minutes after they're finally in the air and they're going, yeah. they're in, they're there. Um, they jump off, and what actually uh, was noticeable to the cabin members is when he actually jumped off, they kind of felt this small amount of like turbulence almost as he was jumping off. So they thought that that might have been him actually jumping off. They felt the plane shake a little bit, you know, when he. Yeah. When you push off the aft stairway and when they recreated it, they had the similar same feeling happen when like they had somebody reenact it. So that was probably around that time, but they were instructed not to go in the, in the cockpit or in the cabin, um, during any point in the flight, you know, so they had to wait until they landed to go in there and check for everything. So, but I think that's it. He just, he just jumped out and, uh, and then they landed, the FBI swarmed it, tried to get everything, uh, in there get a hold of everything. The only thing that they actually found inside of the uh, inside of the the cabin was a tie with a tie clip on right, it. Right, I saw the picture of that. It has yes. a little tie clip on it. Correct. Uh, the tie clip on there. Then they found. Uh, so he didn't like his tie. Huh? No skydiving. It would have smacked him in the face. He took it off intentionally. Oh. Or he was getting nervous or anxious, and you know, he felt like you're choked. Was it a full tie or a clip-on? It looked like it was a clip-on in the picture, but maybe it wasn't. You know, it did look like a clip-on. I mean, I doubt it, though. 71, but I don't know. Um, But the other thing that he left behind was uh, one set of parachutes, right? He left left one set of parachute behind. What's interesting about the set that he left behind is he left behind a civilian luxury parachute, right? They gave him two sets. They gave him a civilian luxury parachute set with, you know, a primary and a secondary. And then they gave him a military grade parachute, primary and secondary. And now, but if you look at the military one that they gave him, the, the reserve chute was actually sewn shut. So he didn't actually have a reserve chute when he jumped. He had one primary parachute that was military grade for the time. And it wasn't even steerable either. It's just one of those uh, parachutes that you pull and you just land where you land. And you can't steer it at all. You have no influence so, over where it keeping goes. Keeping in mind, keeping in mind, this is the Pacific Northwest. Oh, it, yeah. It's around 8 p.m. at night. And now he has one parachute to try to steer in the dark because he jumps during a storm at 8 p.m. at night. So, and that was nothing. In the thing. middle of winter. In the middle of winter. No, no, this I know. November. They said that the storm was so bad that they couldn't even search the grounds where he, they think he jumped until the next day. Right. That's how bad the storm was. Like you, you're not even. This guy just hijacked a a, a multi million dollar plane, got away with two hundred grand in in twenties, and it's in the midst of this storm so great that the FBI was like, "We got to wait till tomorrow." Like that's like that storm must have been bad. And they're like, "And right? my turkey's getting cold." Um, I did see that he um they 
they they they demand he demanded civilian parachute um and that they had to like get to a uh, a skydiving school that was closed and they that the FBI had to like the, the talk reason, this guy into selling and parachute. One of the things I saw in here was the reason was is he was prepared to jump with people if he had to. Well, and here's the thing. I, w- I want to touch on that real quick. Okay. This guy's highly intelligent, right? The FBI literally writes in their thing that they had contemplated giving him like bogus shoot. But their mentality is he's specifically asking for two which means he's going to jump with somebody. He planned that. Like, he's like, I know to, to prevent them from giving me a bogus shoot, I know they won't if I'm, they think I'm jumping. Like, the guy thought this out yeah. very detailed. Like, this wasn't just some, oh, I got a bourbon, by the way. I got cans of hairspray in here that may blow up. Like, the guy just, you know, it's not like he was off his rocker, right? This guy was very... I mean, he might have been a little bit off his rocker, but... I don't know. The, you gotta the be, amount you, of detail. You have to be like, off your rocker to jump off of a plane in the middle of November in a storm at it's night. black. With no reserve shoot. But that's and just no it. Two agents steerable were, two agents But did he know that he had no reserve shoot? Was that I intentionally think, stitched closed? Okay, it was intentionally stitched closed. Because, and they did it to the military one because they figured that's the one he was going to use. Yeah, well, okay, it's, it was already like that. They did, the FBI didn't do that. It was oh, already okay. like that okay. for training purposes. They just That's just what they had. Got it. So, But the thing was, I, I think he knew that it was stitched shut because, and I think he undid it, but here's the thing. Um, they, when they found the, uh, what's it called? The, the high quality uh, civilian one, mm-hmm. it, the, the reserve shoot and it had been pulled out and, and uh, cut. Everything was cut out of it. Almost as if he was trying to stuff the money in the reserve area for that one. Found out that that wasn't going to work and then put it to the side. And then that's what he left there. He just left. It was like torn out, like the reserve shoot was torn out, and then placed back on the on the floor when they found it. So, but then he took the military one. So well, maybe he there saw were, there were four suits or shoot or shoots, correct? Well, so so essentially again, he left one. But the idea is maybe that he no tied. he he left two. He left one set. He left a one, primary and reserve. He left the civilian. Got it. The civilian set. He took the military one. Uh, we don't know for sure if he actually found out that the reserve in the military one was was stitched but i think he did because he had to put the money somewhere and i'm thinking that's where he stuffed it because i don't know if he could carry it all i mean maybe he did i who's to say but well and so again there's there's contract there's contrasting contrasting excuse me uh written write-ups about two, two different agents and one agent did write that yes though it would seem 100 percent idiotic the way he was dressed and everything like that they had to take an effect that he knew so much intricate detail, even down to the fact that standard, I guess, some kind of standard protocol in the day um, was to any, you know, because I guess during this time, there's a lot of airlines being hijacked, um, which is why there were so many movies in like the 80s about airlines being hijacked left and right, uh, which I always wondered that. I think like 20 million movies about airliners being jacked. Well, find out because they were getting hijacked left and right. Well, standard protocol was Anytime an airliner was jet was was hijacked, they would send out fighter planes. Well, not even the FBI realized that because of the altitude that they were flying at and the slower knots they were flying at, the fighter jets that they would normally send out cannot maintain at that speed. So they ended up having to send out T thirty three Lockheeds, which are like their their training planes. They have longer wings, so they have the ability to slow down and glide and things like that. But by the time the T-33s got there, he was already gone. 
I mean, that's like a, again, yet another detail that even the government didn't stop to think about. This guy knew, like he knew there, because again, planes have been hijacked. They send fighter planes to escort them, to watch them. And they, it's like he knew that they would have to pull off because they can't fly 10,000 feet at, a, at a only 150 knots. We're talking about fighter planes. These are jet engines, right? Yep. You cannot slow them down that way. So the T, T-33 could, but it wasn't, it did not have the capability to get there fast enough. He was gone. Yep. Crazy. Like this guy. Coincidence or detail? Detail. Who knows? Right? Who yeah. Knows? No, no, a, you're right. I mean, that, it, it, who knows? He could have just. Is well, that luck? Is and that I, chance? And here's the thing. This is where it gets crazy because there's, there's other, there's, there's other things that transpire that like, okay. I, I just want to throw this one out because it was like, really? So the guy, the guy jumps and they figure he's dead, right? Um, a boy had found um, $5,800 uh, in 20s, right? And so they're like, all right, well, let's, let's go search that area. So they start to search that area and <laughs> Mount St. Helens erupts, right? And washes away any potential ability for finding any tracks of this guy. Like, what is the coincidence in that? Like, you're like, hey, we found these 20s. Let's go search the area. Let's open the search back up in this area to go find Mr. D.B. Cooper and make sure he's dead or maybe trails to wherever he is. And then Mount St. Helens erupts and wipes away any potential to find any facts. Again, perfect coincidence, right? Are you talking about this $1,500 you found? Is this the Tina Bar stuff? Yes. Yes, Yes, it is. It is. Okay. Yeah. Top of the Columbian River in Washington. Yeah. Yeah, it was a little boy that found it in February of 1980. On a, on a small little beach next to like a little river, it, right? It was on the I, bank of the Columbian River, which is a yeah. big river that goes all the way through Washington and Oregon. Right. Um, he was digging a fire pit. Okay. And in the, in the process of digging a fire pit, found $5,800. Okay. And, and, it the the, and it matches, matches the money. It would yeah. yell. There's, there's more right. to this, but we'll, I'll let you go. So tell me more about this Mount St. Helena blowing up. So then the mountain erupted? It was a volcano. It was a volcano. Yeah. It, it erupted. Active my volcano. Dad, my oh, dad was young up there and when it happened, it was ash everywhere. So what, so what happened with the river and the volcano did like, so the volcano erupted, of course, right. and it, it comes down, you know, the lava comes down and it, and it hits water and it hardens and it, and it basically creates new land, right? Mm-hmm. That's just how forming is happening. Well, when that happened there, again, they had just reopened the search because they found this little boy, yeah, found these, right. this 20s they're like, yeah. yes, perfect. We finally got something. So this is from 1971 to ni- 1980. They had nothing, right? Nine years. They find something, excited, open the search back up, boom, Mount St. Helens erupts and wipes away any potential. Like the whole area has now been covered in okay, hardened so, lava. So and, not the bank is covered. It's just that area where he might have landed is covered with new land. Well, he, keep in mind Ooh. where they assumed him landing was nowhere near this. Yeah. So this yeah. is an area where money's been found, proof that he was that technically either he or the money was there, but this is not where he jumped. But again, no evidence at this point. This is the uh, first. Uh, we're sorry, where he assumed to have jumped. Yeah. Yeah. Again, based storm, on the time, based on the time, the timing. technology, yeah. they're just estimating based on the time of flight where he, where he might have jumped right. from. Um, but yeah, so I'll let you continue. Nine years boggled. They don't find anything. They find this. Super excited. Let's get to rocking. Open up the search in that area. Let's get some clues. So now clues potentially gone. Right. Coincidence. Yeah. The new the lava covered the like the perfect jump for this the drop zone. <laughs> no, so that's the no. Other we don't know. Of, we point don't of contention is you can actually look it up. So I was just looking at this just now. Um, you're, you're talking like a hundred miles. 
yeah. between where the volcano is and where that bank is. So I don't know what my, my dad was up there during that time. I remember him talking about like the ash falling and stuff like that. I don't know what it did to the river because the river does it, it doesn't really go up towards the volcano. There's a split off for another, right. another I just know in the FBI report I read, it said like they, they typed this whole thing up and it said that the searches were opened and not you know, not too long after they were spreading out all over the area, the area was basically covered from the, the eruption of Mount St. Helens, everything from ash to, and to, you know, lava, things volcanic of that rock. nature, volcanic rock. So this, this basically, you know, it, it, it hurt their search. It, it damaged any potential of any clues of him going into the forest or wherever the case may be. Gotcha. Um, so it kind of, it really does not help their investigation. Whatsoever. It did not. All the it only, does the only evidence that they have found at this point is the is the twenties. Yeah. All, so all it does is it gives them evidence that either he or the money was there. It is the money. It mm-hmm. is the actual money that was yeah. in it. It's 50, the serial numbers. Only fifty eight hundred dollars were found. Mm-hmm. I would assume the boy that found the money looked for more, mm-hmm. right? And and no, nothing more was found than fifty eight hundred dollars. Um, he went and bought a Nintendo too. Legend. No, I'm kidding. Yeah, but that's right, what right. I would have done. I'm just saying. <laughs> it's eighty, so there was no Nintendo. 1980 is when he found it. Oh, he could have pocketed it for so it's only been nine, five more years. It's only been actually, it's been less than nine years since the incident. Oh, it was 1980. So he bought an Atari. I don't that's know if cool, I, I don't know if we want to get ahead of it, but there in night. And so in August of 2020, there was information on that money. Uh, I mean, I, well, since we're talking about the money, let's hear it. Yeah. So yeah. The, the scientists that that researched it and looked at everything. There's this thing called diatomes, which I'm not a scientist. I couldn't. But basically, it's a type of allergy uh, algae that grows on in the water during certain seasons. And they can tell based on when it grows, what type of diatoms grow to tell you when something was in the water or not in the water. So it, it, was, it was discovered that the, mo- the money was in the water. The reason it was, it wasn't something that was buried, but essentially something that was in the water, went into the bank. Over time, sand and, and, and mud and stuff like that got piled on top of it. So we're talking about eight year, probably an eight year swing. Yeah. Um, the diatoms that were on the water were from the spring, not from the fall. So mm. the, the thought process there as of August 2020 is it didn't fall into the water that it was put there later on. Uh, and it would have to have been months later because the diatoms that grew on it are something, essentially something that grows, it's like, algae that grows shortly after being in the water. Like he was trying to stash it? I mean, is that... It's only $1,500, right? So it's not much. Yeah. Uh, you would, in my mind, I would think maybe in the midst of jumping, something happened and the money went somewhere, but it was found in bulk, right? So when it was given, it was all bundled. They were bundled in stacks of hundred, uh, $120 bills. That right. was, so, so it's possible that some stacks got loose and they were in a position where over time, de- deterioration, it fell in the water. No one knows. But the, the idea is that that just kind of ruled out that that money hit the water. Because one of the, the, the thoughts was, is if he didn't die from the jump during the storm and all this, is that he hit the water. And jumping from 10,000 feet with the parachute that he did, if he hit the water, there's a good chance that he, he didn't survive, right? This money didn't hit the water. Not when he jumped. Because if he had jumped in November, it's a different diatome than what would have happened. They were seeing spring. Oh, so we're talking within a six-month wing swing there. And yeah, th- this is something crazy. that they said they didn't look back, back in the 80s when they were researching this. Yeah. They came like a light bulb that thought, oh, hey, we can, we can try to determine timeline. And so that was August of this last year, or two years ago. That's just- so it's kind of crazy that uh, it just uh, just again, if they had had them an opportunity to search that area, they may have been able to find more money. They may have been able to find something. Tra- be, uh, I mean, anything. Yeah. Anything. Any, any signs of this uh, guy. Yeah. No. There. Um, that's a good point. And that's a really good, uh, really good piece of evidence there. The I know there's a there's a separate theory. And I know that that is uh, it kind of 
you know, what's it called? Welcome to another round of Drawing Board or Miro Board. Today, we talk brainstorms with UX designer Brian. Let's go. First question. You thought you'd see everyone's idea in the team brainstorm, but you've got a grand total of one. Drawing board or Miro board? Drawing board, right? Because in Miro, the team can add ideas now or later. And with privacy mode, we can keep them anonymous until they're good to share. Correct. Next, you need the best way to explain your idea, but all you have is a few sticky notes. Drawing board or Miro board? Drawing board, because, you know, in Miro, I could record videos, add text, images, links, and digital sticky notes, of course, present my thoughts the way I want. Right again! Now, you're looking for a past idea you thought was just genius. Only you could find... Oh! There it is. Drawing board or... Miro. Our finished and unfinished work lives in one place. And he's won. Join over 60 million people getting ideas noticed in Miro brainstorms. Get your first three boards for free at Miro.com. That's M-I-R-O.com. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply doesn't really mesh well with that with that theory but the yeah. other the other theory is that, that there is actually the the river upstream where the drop zone was from that same bank river bank is where you know the, is where the drop zone was so the, the theory is that the water could have carried the money all the way to this bank but with that piece of evidence we know that 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 water hasn't touched the uh the money so during that time period at least it wasn't in the water so yeah, that right. doesn't mean it wasn't in something that was somehow able to Deal. keep it yeah uh, maybe in a once the algae grows really fast once the sun hits the water i mean it's an aquarium owner i see yeah. algae grow really fast but um it doesn't take long two to three days for algae to start developing on something so as long as it was ex- you know kind of protected from being exposed to sunlight and water um it it's possible that it was in something but it didn't sound like he had anything to jump out with other than like a, a suitcase yeah or, i mean a um I don't even know if he jumped with a suitcase. He jumped with like some sort of bank bag. Right. So the idea would well, be they, that that's he, another thing. They never say he must have taken the suitcase with the potential bomb in it because he, he nothing does. was left. Correct. He took the suitcase. No, none and of he it. He has the money bag. Too. Yeah. He left no traces of himself. Like, Except the tie. Except the tie. Well, he'd have to have something to carry $200,000 around. I mean, and it was all in 20s, mind you. So it's a lot of money. Hey, as a bank manager, that's, that's large. I just want you guys to know that. Yeah. Like, it's, it's not. But as $20 bills, small. it's large. Yes. Yeah. Another, yeah, yeah, yeah. No, another, for sure. Another point of interest is the rubber bands on, on the money that was wrapped. So, because of the type of rubber bands that were used to wrap this money, the rubber bands would not last more than a year being exposed to um, oxygen and, uh, and water, you know, water, during their sun. Yeah. Any, yeah. any sort of. Um, you know, wilderness. It wouldn't be, it would, the rubber bands would evaporate. They wouldn't last very long. And again, this must have been before, uh, again, you know, um, you know, being, being, having, working for a bank and all that. And in my past, you know, they, they have, they have special bills that they put in that have explosive abilities to, to burst paint, right? I'm not <clears throat> sure if anybody's aware of that. Banks have been able to do that for long. I tried to look it up. I, I guess they didn't, have, must have not had that back in 71 because that, that didn't take place or he knew. I mean, the guy, again, back to the whole knowing of details, I saw something that uh, the FBI wrote that the guy knew so much about the 727, like he knew, like he specifically told them 
how he wanted like the depressurization of the plane, when to depressurize, like he knew all that. Again, yes, uh, an experienced skydiver would know certain things, but this guy knew things about 727 specifically. Like that's what the pilot said to the FBI. Like they said, he said things as if he knew the ins and outs of this, you know, commercial airliner, right? Which again, you'd have to do a ton of studying to understand this particular plane. I mean, we're not talking about small passenger plane. We're talking about a very large plane that normally travels, by the way, at thirty to 40,000 feet in the air, right? It's not typical to fly at 10,000 feet in the air, especially with mountains and everything else, right? And the guy knew everything. Uh, he knew, he had, the pilot said he had uh, suggested a course that would keep them right around the mountain. I mean, that was another thing. Like the guy mapped out his terrain. He knew the plane, uh, uh, the the parachute thing. I mean, uh, you can't sit here and say that this guy was not prepared, hundred percent prepared across the board. So, uh, definitely a level of intelligence there for sure. Absolutely. Um, what I was saying is that the rubber bands were actually still in, intact with the money uh, that that was found. So it wasn't exposed to anything. So either it was buried uh, on purpose. Or it was in a bag for a long period of time and not exposed to so the water. Mo- the money that was found was, was seriously heavily exposed. Yeah, like you can see there's yeah, an image was, of it. it yeah, it was, it was, you it can was see exposed. the edges of the money are all de- destroyed. But the you're talking about like when it was stashed or whatever. The Correct. original intent. It looks like it may have been but buried. Essentially, I, I did a map. So they basically believed that he jumped around uh, Ariel, Washington, which is up near Lake Merritt, just below the mountain, actually closer to St. Helena. Right. Yeah, that's where it's believed to have jumped. It's only about a 50-minute drive to where the money was found, right? So it, it's not too far off the jump path. Now, when you're jumping, that's a long ways. So he, so they believe he jumped near Mount St. Helena? He jumped, they believe. An active volcano? Close by. Mm-hmm. Where, hmm. Yeah, they believe he jumped in area, near Ariel County, Washington, yeah. right? Which is just south of, barely just south of uh, St. Helena. Right. So closer to St. Helena than where the Tenabar was, right? Tenabar is where it was found. Um, like I said, it's on the Columbia River. So... Ariel kind of goes up through the Lewis River, which is up near Lake Merritt. This is just a different area. So, again, jumping from 10,000 feet of the parachute, he's not traveling that far by parachute. So, it, it, there is a possibility of it hitting the river and traveling down to the Columbia River. The problem is, and this is where it kind of gets tricky, is the, the, what was found on the money as far as the diatomes, the degradation, the rubber bands, all disprove that theory of it hitting the water and floating down and being found eight years later. Um, it would have had to have floated down in the bag and then somehow gotten out of the bag or, or something. I mean, this would have to and be then bo- the bag taken somewhere else with the rest of the it money. It would have to be waterproof, something that doesn't break down. It, 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 even a bag sitting on top of land in the sun would take on some form of like oxygen heating. Everything. It, would, it would damage the money. So this would have to have been something that was unexposed. It, it, it goes m- more along the lines that, like, and it's only $5,800 and it wasn't found in a bag. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it was just, so it, it was all just laid out. It was just laid out, so buried. You're, so what you're saying is, is, is it's what it sounds like um, that the, the evidence would suggest that it was planted of some sort, like purposely put wherever it was found. More than um, likely, yeah. And maybe not at the time of the jump, because we're talking nine years, maybe he came back and did it, yeah. maybe... According to the diatoms. I mean, maybe he never left the Washington, Oregon area. Maybe he's still there today. I don't know. We're going to get into that little. Right. And then there's the also the theory here, that maybe when he jumped, money got loose. It is possible for paper money. I mean, it was a rainstorm, but for paper money to have floated off, whatever. The reality is $5,800 were found together and they were not wrapped. So 
Injured. In, right, right. So you're thinking well, they're, they're wrapped in rubber bands. Not one when they were found. That that's yeah no this. Okay, but they were okay. They, so they the rubber bands they were did found find in, the bundle. Yeah. yeah, the the they were found in in their in their original stacks. That's all. That's the whole thing. It's why the rubber bands like weren't evaporated. They weren't gone. But, okay, so that disproves my again my theory of the idea that if you jump and something gets loose, a a bundle of a hundred or so it's a hundred bills, twenty dollar. So you're talking about two thousand dollar bundles. So that doesn't do even do not float, and that does not add up. By the way, fifty eight hundred dollars. I mean, unless the kid jacked his. No, no, no. Well, it doesn't. Kid add jacked up. his two hundred bucks. He's like, well, no, no. There's give me an Atari. If you look at this and a twenty five inch tube TV. If you look at this, there's a lot of bills that Color. were destroyed. So not every bundle had rubber bands. <laughs> like you'll see that there's a lot that were actually completely destroyed. So it's possible that it was six thousand dollars, and then over time, you know, they lost a little bit of money. The r- problem is though. That's just, all that was found. I just think the kid got. He's like, I'm gonna take my share. Kid, the money is like unusable. You see it? Oh, it, it, the yeah, it looks like it put it through a washing machine it, and it's then not. set on fire. I'll still spend some washing machine money. I'm just saying. <laughs> hey, but uh, hey, but I I meant to throw this little fun fact in there. So DB Cooper, <laughs> and and poor person that this is based this little piece is based on. So the guy comes in when he buys his ticket. He says, my name is Dan Cooper. Okay. DB did not come till later when they found an individual in the Oregon area named DB Cooper. So the FBI investigate this individual. They clear this individual, but unfortunately, the press, the media, had caught this and accidentally, uh, air quote, accidentally leaked it, and it became um, this moniker. Like they're like it, it hung right. So he never actually said my name is DB Cooper, by the way. So, but this is what has hung to this individual. Um, he said, my name is Dan Cooper. But so poor individual in Oregon, the, the, the moniker that they run with since 1971 is, is because they're, you know, some wrongly accused individual that ended up, you know, hit that individual's name ended up being the, the tagline for this, this mystery. Like, we're going to just gotta run with it. The, the FBI's like, well, the media's already blown it out there. Let's just put D.B. Cooper, you know, on the block. Uh, the, the other funny thing I found was, is that, do you know that thousands of people have come out to say, I'm D.B. Cooper? Like, first and foremost, you got to stop and think about this. Okay. You are an FBI most wanted. Like, why would you want to go to the FBI and allow them to believe that you are the one? For the fame? A lot of people But want, you want a prison. A lot like, of you people know that want legacy, you, right? right? They want legacy. They want that type of story. So you're right. They, it, they, clearly, don't, act, they clearly don't know about Bubba in prison, though. Like, they, like fame versus dropping the soap. I'm just saying. Like, I, I, cool. Like, you want to exchange that? I think, wasn't there oh, a number of people that took okay. credit for the Zodiac killings? Yeah, that, people are right? nuts. Man. So it, it's, it's insane. So there was one lady uh, in 2011, and the FBI said that this was the closest potential um and the only reason is is because so she she claims her uncle whose name is ld cooper right uh that he went went around saying our money problems are solved right before this happened uh they showed pictures of mr ld cooper to the flight attendants and they said similarity but they said it, there was not enough to to hang this on this guy and and they went about their business so i guess ld cooper is is not the man, right? Um, and then some of the other cool stuff that, oh, in the case, they, they actually closed the case in 2016. Correct. Right? 
Yeah, they said they assumed him to be dead. Right. That he died on the night that he jumped. Right. But there is, again, that other agent. There's this other agent that interjects going, I, 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 I see what you're saying, in a sense, right? I'm, I'm going to paraphrase here. I see what you're saying. But the guy, having all this knowledge, inclu- like he, if he's this smart in this area, he would have been smart enough to understand the weather that was happening and everything else. Like, why would you discredit him over here? Because the reason they say he's dead is, he jumped in the clothes he jumped in. They said the weather he jumped in, you know, the time of year. Like, I, I, why would you plan all this other intricate detail and not take any of that into effect? That's the only, this other FBI analyst is, is saying you're discrediting him too much. You're, you're making him seem like he's smart over here, but ignorant over here, right? Like, it doesn't add up. Like, the guy would have taken, you don't take tons of fact on one side and not the fact on the stuff on the other side the this one saying so there's they're, again they they are contrasting i think they're just they're like we, we don't want to look like fools anymore so we're just gonna close this say he's dead and walk away right uh before we close we're all gonna throw our ideas of what mr db cooper is probably doing or or whatnot we'll have some fun with it here in a minute uh the hollywood plug you guys look these up well, we were, that's where this all started. We started right, talking right, about right, the, right, the right. initial one. But I, but I want to talk about the other ones before we get to the, to the last big one, the, the most latest Hollywood plug. Uh, Prison Break. You guys ever watched the show? Yep. So he was in Prison Break, or there was an yeah. actor that portrayed him. He had this cat, right? But he was in the prison like they had supposedly caught D.B. Cooper, and he claims, you know. That, to be like, D.B. Cooper. I'm like D.B. Cooper, right? Uh, the show News Radio. Like they played on it, they played on it that this one character was going to come out as DB Cooper, and then Adam West apparently comes out as DB Cooper in show news radio. Um, uh, a show named Journeyman. Never the Journeyman came out when there was a writer strike. Uh, it was actually a pretty cool movie where he could travel back in time. I want to, I want to say it was Anthony Michael Hall. Uh, really? I, I believe I, I could be completely off, but it was kind of like, like Quantum. Who? It was kind of like Quantum Leap, but he had the ability <laughs> to travel back in time, and during this was like 2011. <laughs> He's friends with John Cusack. Uh, but yes. All the no-name people just know each other. They gotta stick together, dude. <laughs> no. <laughs> oh my gosh. Anthony Michael Hall, bro? Come on. Really? No, I wouldn't expect Ooh. him to know who that is. Ooh. I wouldn't expect him to know who that is. Cody's tagline. Ooh. Who? Um, so, so yeah, Journeyman, um, I, I guess in episode five, they changed the name though. I read that that like they changed the character's name, but it is one hundred percent the it portrays exactly DB Cooper. Um, and, uh, you ready for this one? Uh, I think Cody's seen this movie. Bigfoot versus DB Cooper, <laughs> bro. Bigfoot versus DB Cooper. Well, does it have John Cusack in it? No, <laughs> no, it's Kevin Costner. Oh, see, that's why I, I've never seen it. It was it was up for awards. I mean, seriously, like, what are these people doing? Bigfoot versus D.B. Cooper? So, like, he jumps out of a plane in Washington and... and he just grows his facial hair out and becomes Bigfoot. It's the, it's the perfect cover. Nobody would believe you, that you've seen him. They just went deep. Uh, far- That's like the Abraham Lincoln Vampire Slayer movie. Right, right. That's, Whoa. Have you seen that? Whoa. Are you trying to diss Abraham Lincoln Vampire? Honey? No. Dude, like, they took historical a, Abraham. I love that movie. And I was like, they added in vampires? Yeah. Like, they made it. They took the historical fact of Abraham and, and everything that happened during the Civil War and they threw in vampires. 
I was like, that's legit. I believe I, it happened. I believe it was real. I think Abraham Lincoln was cutting off vampire heads. Another episode saying. for another time. Yeah, well, we'll do that. Uh, great movie. Mm. I'm just, yeah. I'm not going to say it. No. Not yet. Uh, so there is also, um, this is just speculation, but there was a comic, a French comic book strip through the 50s and 60s that had a uh, a pilot who did a lot of skydiving and stuff like that named Dan Cooper. So they believe that this guy being a, a, a skydiving um, pro, you know, that's where he took the name. I don't know. Which uh, the same name we found on the ticket that was purchased. Right. Oh, no, we know he used Dan Cooper. Yeah. yeah that Dan Cooper. We don't know I mean, what his real it, name it's is. It's but... a French comic, but it's the far side. Anybody that has read newspapers. Well, no, there was a far side also. Oh, okay. You're talking about a different... Oh, no, yeah, there was a French comic book oh, cool. about this pilot. Like, you know, just like if you were to read Marvel or whatever. This was in France. They had this, this comic book. It was pretty, fairly popular. Um, but it was specifically about this, this like, like their Air Force um, pilot who did, like, skydiving and stunts and tricks and things like that. Um, but it was known. It was a well-known comic in, in Europe. And um, so they believe that that's where he ripped it from. Now, being again, being a, a skydiving enthusiast slash pro, you know, he possibly would have known about this comic book because that was what the character did. Right. And something, uh, yeah, that's, that's a good point that you bring up the, uh, the skydiving uh, comic, right. From Dan Cooper. So it wasn't available in America, right. It was a European one, right. right. But do you know where it was available? Canada. Right. And so near... what's interesting about this. <laughs> yeah. Cause it, yeah. 1971, it wasn't available in, uh, in the U S yet, but it was available in Canada for, few years before that right before the hijacking took place and it would make sense that our suspect is not american or canadian or french something like that because of how he asks for the money he says circulated american currency yeah. now if you're american you probably don't have to specify you don't specify american currency oh. but if you are foreign you probably do need to specify Ooh. that so right. yeah probably likely that our suspect may not be from the states and so. French Canada, so really close, yeah. really close to the Washington it's Seattle also area. Why you would jump really in close. Washington? Exactly. Yeah. 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 So, all right. Mm. Okay. I like all right. that. We connected it. Um, and then, of course, we have the most latest uh, DB plug. You know, I'm sure there's a, quite a few of out there that have watched it, but may not have caught. Uh, I'm gonna let Andy take this one. It is fun. It's cool. Um, well, I don't want to go too deep into it because it, it is a little bit of a spoiler if you haven't seen it. But the show's been out for a while. Yeah. Now. So do a spoiler alert before you do it, just in yeah. case people haven't seen it. It's so like they the can first turn episode, it off. though. It's not like a, it is the first episode. It is the first episode. And it's it's, kinda, not, it's a, a very small, like candid. Yeah. And if moment. you don't know what it is, if you don't like, correct. I had to go back and watch it after you guys were like, after you guys mentioned they do it, say what it is. Do they? I believe they reference who he is. I still didn't catch that part, but uh, I did. It Mr. did make 100 percent sense they after watching. They said, "Mr. Cooper, oh, yeah, here's do. your drink." And he's like, "Oh, thank you." You know, yeah. it's, it's yeah. Just so go ahead. So, it, so it, spoiler it, alert before you do the Loki but, TV show. Loki TV show on Disney Plus. Right. There's this moment where they they realize that Loki had been coming back to Earth like yeah over generations. Right. And one of the moments where he comes back to Earth is a very small moment. It shows him on a plane sitting there in a suit and tie. Yes. And his, and the 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 orders a drink. Orders a drink. She brings him the drink, and then it shows him smiling with the with the the parachute on, jumping out the window or jumping out the plane. Yes. Now 
in the video, they show him jump, jumping out the side of the plane, not the back of the plane, I don't believe. But anyways, it's just a quick tie to say that Loki, you know, as a but, god, as an Asgardian, yeah. travel back to Earth. Jumping in and out of time. And, to have fun. Yeah. To, as just a whatever moment thing. Which is why there's no trace of him anymore. Correct. Right. Yeah. Which is, he, I thought it was a fantastic that was tie. A, it was a great tie. Fantastic tie. So, uh, as we wrap this up. Oh, I, I have a list of suspects to go through before we. Yeah, do, oh. yeah, do it. We're good. Yeah, 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 yeah. And it's okay if we have a longer episode. I think our, our fans will really yeah, enjoy yeah. a longer episode. So, <laughs> um, we love you guys. So, I have a list of potential suspects to go through really quick. And you guys oh. can tell me what you guys think, which, yeah. you know, and I'll give you the pros and cons of some of them. Some of them don't have cons. So, some of them just have stuff against them. It's like, oh, well, that's a lot of information. Anyway, so suspect numero uno, Robert Rackstraw. Rackstraw? Yeah, Rackstraw. Okay. Robert Rackstraw. He was a paratrooper and helicopter pilot in the military. Oh. Okay. He had knowledge of bombs and a criminal record. And his uncle is, his uncle's name is John Cooper. Okay. He was discharged from the army five months before the hijacking. So that could have given some motive to yeah. why he, you know, wanted to he also do looks this hijacking. Dead on the photo. Yeah. Like no, he looked, dead on the A sketch. lot of these people do look, they match the description. A lot of these people do. Right. So. Um, that's, that's one suspect, right? And he, uh, he, in one of the notes that the DB Cooper actually writes to one of the waitresses or waitress, uh, <laughs> flight attendants, like you want to say waitress, flight strippers, flight strippers, flight uh, you know, mistress, whatever. Yeah. Uh, so one of the notes, he says, I don't have a grudge against your airline, right? So we know it's not at like, we know it's not like the airline. This isn't not, a personal yeah, vendetta. Yeah, it's not a personal vendetta against Northwest airline, yeah. right? It's just, it just happened to be the flight. Right place, right time is what Cooper, is what Cooper said. So he's like, it's not a, it's not about your airline. I just have a grudge. I don't have a grudge. I don't have a grudge against your airline. I just have a grudge. Is the right. line he said so that's recalled at least. So uh, that could give some uh, some motive there. Anyway, moving. Robert Rackshaw doesn't have any like defensive arguments there. That's just all of his stuff. He's just a right, right. matches the description. Has a, a lot of um, expertise that would point to that kind of thing and emotive. So and the next person is. Kenneth Christensen. Okay. He was a paratrooper in World War II. Okay. He worked for Northwest Airlines as a mechanic and flight attendant. Okay. Same airline. Uh, worked there for a number of years. He was 45 years old at the time of the hijacking. So he matches the age description. Right. So, and he's left handed. And Cooper is thought to be left handed as well because of the tie class he left behind. Because oh, it, flips, it, flips, in from it the left. flips in from the left. Correct. Huh. So he puts his tie class on from the left. So we know he's left-handed or possibly probably left-handed. So I don't know. Uh, Mr. Cooper's pretty freaking smart. I don't know, I man. Mean, this dude be dropping detail. So, and on top of being left-handed, he has over $200,000 in the bank. <laughs> wait, wait, wait. They can't track. They can't see when he deposited this $200,000 so in however, 1971. However. Today we can, for sure. However, but, here, are the, here are the uh, no contrasting. I guess. Thing. Uh, he doesn't match the description. He had a lot less hair. Yeah, he doesn't. He doesn't look like the. He image. doesn't look like the guy. He he has a lot less hair. And the money he he has in the bank, the two hundred thousand dollars he has in the bank, um, he had through selling land that he owned previously. Oh, so they did trace. So it. They, yeah, they have traced the okay. money. So they're like, eh. and money's it been, was laundered. Money's been traced for a long time. Yeah. I mean, we do a lot better job today than right. we ever did. But yeah. So I mean, but I mean, this is the seventies we're talking about. So oh, yeah, I, mean, yeah, I get it. Um, but so there's that. He doesn't match the description. He just matches the age and uh, he has the money. Um, 
Not sure about the motive, though. There's not a lot of motive there. Um, just the expertise. Right. Our next guy, Richard McCoy. Okay, this guy's a lot of stuff. He hijacked and parachuted from a 727. He did this. He did exactly the same thing that, that DB Cooper did um, a year l- later in like Utah. I saw this. Yeah. Yes. He, and he ends oh. up getting caught for it. So they think yeah. he's a, like a repeat offender. They so, think, yes, they think this is just another one of his things because he did a similar thing. Right. Okay. So he did this in the, the following year in 1972. Um, and then he used a fake name, right? He used a hand grenade instead of a briefcase bomb. Um, he used handwritten notes because it was tough to jump while <laughs> holding a briefcase. Yeah, yeah, no, it makes Think sense. Think about how strong security is these days. These two got on a plane with a hand grenade. <laughs> well, well, mind you, and, and a handgun. He had a handgun too. Oh, mind you, yeah. the Super. first time it's a bomb. A year Super. later, a year later after all this has happened, security has not changed. Yeah, he gets on with a grenade and okay. a handgun. Hey guys, thanks for letting me on. Here's my gun. Here's my hand grenade. Oh, there, oh like, bro, yeah, what a wacko! That'll probably never happen again. We don't have to worry about that. <laughs> yeah. Now that the now that the whole world knows that someone hijacked a plane for two hundred grand bomb. with a bomb, no one will ever try that again. Anyways, so yeah. anyway, uh, he used handwritten notes just like DB Cooper did, right? Um, and in the notes, he used the line "No funny stuff." Same line that DB Cooper used. But this stuff's already been out in the it's press. Been on at the this public. point, it's been a year, so it's, it's possible been, he was trying to see right? if he could do it. Well, I don't even know if that that line was in the news or i haven't seen the but, but, they, but so, they, the feds clearly clear this guy anyway he also asked for two sets of parachutes four parachutes the same number of parachutes but again this was a year later this is a year later by this point they it was could already be a copycat. Blo- it, it was all blown through the media Dude, totally could totally could have been and here's the thing the feds wouldn't have discredited this guy if they had if if they felt there was enough evidence because the feds do not like to be you know had. beaten right yeah. they, they, so they would have been they would have pegged this guy if there was enough evidence so um, he was caught two days after this uh, second one that he did. Yeah, he managed to evade for about two days. Um, sentenced to forty-five years in prison. So he's you know he's doing time. Uh, yeah. He he died already though, but um, <laughs> he's dead. He's <laughs> on on his deathbed. He would not admit to being DB Cooper. He's like I could have been maybe, but he's he's not he's not saying he is or isn't. anyway. Uh, so he was an experienced uh, skydiver as well. Yeah. Um, we don't know that Cooper was or wasn't an experienced skydiver because it's like you know, a, a, yeah, sure, you could say a pro would have could have jumped out of there and lived, but then you could have, could have said, oh, those conditions, a pro wouldn't have done that in those conditions either. So I mean, you can go both ways. So I mean, it was kind of dumb of Cooper to take the non-steerable parachute, you know. So you could have said he's not an experienced skydiver. This person was an experienced skydiver, so that kind of goes against him in that way. Um. He uh, failed to retrieve the notes, um, so the, the FBI were able to keep his notes on the second plane jacking, or I guess first, because we don't know if he's actually D.B. Cooper. Yeah, there's but, more information on McCoy. Did you, like, dig into McCoy much? Uh, so he actually escaped this, prison. Oh, he escaped prison? He escaped prison in 1974 and had a shootout with the FBI and ended up dying in that incident. Oh, tight, dude. Yeah. <laughs> he, fashioned a, <laughs> he fashioned a fake handgun out of dental paste, out of toothpaste. So he, nice. I, I, and was able to uh, was able to escape. Was on the run Legit. from August to November when he got pinned in a house and had a shootout where he died. How I, I'm I'm so sorry. He, he how sh- legit did he shoot the cops like, that's a with movie. the toothpaste gun? Or well, I mean, by that point he had been out of he had uh, been man, out of prison. Seventies toothpaste months. is something else, man. That's crazy. Like that's some intense stuff. Yeah, yeah. Brushing your teeth with a gun. Yeah. Um. <laughs> he was not staying in prison, bro. 
was not. So he was, uh, yeah, he was only, but he was only 29 in 71. And that doesn't really match the description. That was. No, I think the description said 40s. Yeah. Yeah. That he, he uh, early, late 30s. Early, early 40s. Early yeah. 30s, early 40s. Yeah. Yes. Um, and when shown a picture to the crew, he was not recognized as Dewey Cooper. Right. So that he doesn't have a lot of that stuff going for him. But uh, Dwayne Weber um, is another one. He claimed he was D.B. Cooper on his deathbed. Oh, this is the one who claimed he was on his deathbed, right? He said uh, in a confession to his wife as he was dying, he said, I am D.B. Cooper. I have to tell you something really important, right? I'm D.B. Cooper. Um, and he has shown a bank bag that was similar to the one given to Cooper at the, uh, at the scene. Yeah. And, uh, and he had a knee injury on a previous jump. That he said that we don't know where he got it from, but he says he was his knee was injured on a previous jump. And also, this is really uh, damning if I uh, do say so myself. He visited the Tina Bar a year before the money was found. Allegedly visited Tina Bar, and that would would time up. Yeah, that would. Um, but Ooh. this this next one is my favorite, and I think that this one is the most likely candidate. Um, if, if it's not this person, then it's a dead Canadian. So, and, or it's a Canadian that fell in the volcano after he jumped. So, uh, <laughs> but this is my favorite one of the list that I compiled. So this is William Smith, Will Smith, the actor. No, uh, so <laughs> <laughs> no, but, uh, he had a, he had a military background, which to me makes sense because he chose the military grade backpack out of. Which means he'd be more comfortable with right, it. Right, exactly. Because he, it, he was recognizable and he would be more comfortable with doing something like that. So he had a military background. He was 43 at the time of the jump. Um, he matched the description. He, uh, oh yeah, he went to school with a Dan Cooper. Um, he worked as a yard master for a railroad company. Okay? Okay. This is important because... The company faced bankruptcy in 1970, a year before the, the jump, right? And as a result, he lost his pension, which would give a motive. And because of this bankruptcy, it's because of the, the new, like the, all the, air, the Airbuses going up and the people were flying instead of railroading, right? So because of this, he lost his pension, which he's been working for for a very long time, right? Um, and he could have used his knowledge of railroad network to escape capture after the jump, okay? He knew where all the railroads were connected and going to, so he knew how to get from A to B, right? What's the most uh, conclusive about this whole thing is that the, there's a the tie that was left, right? It was recently examined using an electron microscope, okay? An electron microscope scans for tiny metallic particles found on the material, right? And there were traces of titanium, pure titanium, on this tie. Now, you would only get those kind of readings and those kind of materials from someone who works at a chemical factory that deals with heavy metals like that, or someone like a yard master railroad. at railroad tracks. Correct. And so that's such a specific type of job that our guy, Will Smith here, worked at for several years, had the motive of of losing his pension and having no and needing, you know, to to rob and steal and do all this stuff, and he had a military background, which is knowledge of the uh, the parachutes and everything. But again, they cleared this guy as a as a suspect. Yeah, there was over a thousand suspects. No, right? I know. Yeah, and and even down, even when they narrowed it down, they still 
again. I mean, well, that was that was in this, this case in 2016. This so. well, this this suspect appeared in 2018, and he died in 2018. So it wasn't yeah. until then that he uh, became correct. a sleuth suspect. Right. So this is he kind looked, of after the fact. He looks this is, a lot like him. Yeah. No, he matches the description. He looks a lot like on. the description. I mean, he's. So what did a, what did he what did he do? Like like what was his they they had to dig into his 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 record from 1971 from this event happening to the point he died in 2018 like what was he doing like was he still working for the railroad you got 200 grand like what was he doing well he had gotten let go and lost his pension yeah, yeah the company the company he but, was railroading so but but i'm saying so after that right right so this guy is a potential suspect in 2018 he's now passed away in 2018 they had they would have dug into his past to see what he did from the time that this event took place what was he doing during the I time? Could read hey, what was he doing? This. There's a He's lot probably of, unemployed. There's a lot of things here. He, Chilling on he 200 grand. He had a sudden, sudden need for like, money. Did he, uh, like, with, did he put money in the stock market? The bankruptcy due to the railroads. And the, the bankruptcy to railroads was largely a fault of airlines. So he had a grudge against the airlines, <laughs> yep. right? Um, he was referred to as mild-mannered radical, which is kind of the way that it was described. Okay, let me right. have him. Like, there's so many things in here. He was put on furlough in 1971. Because the railroads were struggling, right. so everything kind of leads to it. He had experience in the in the sky. We talked about this on the last episode that oftentimes when people are doing things that are ill, right, like you're gonna do something you're not supposed to, you oftentimes will pull ties into things common with, right? Thomas Ling, like I'm when I said that on our last episode, I believe that it had to do something with piracy, and that if I was going to do it, I would mask it around something that I was familiar with enough, but wouldn't tie back to me. Yeah, like. That's a pretty good tie to say, hey, you have a you have an uncle named was John Cooper? Uh no, that was another uh, guy. So, he went to high school with someone named Dan Cooper. Right. So so a close connection to where he he was comfortable probably with the masquerade of the Dan Cooper, but nothing that was going to tie it back to him. So we all think this is the guy, right? I don't know. This one looks this one's the most convincing Dang, when I'm I looking at the known this. I would have dug into this guy if to figure out what he like there there has to have been like some evidence. Like maybe in nineteen eighty he dumped a little bit of money into you know, maybe in the 80s, he was like, hey, what's this Apple company? You know what I mean? Like the money must have been masterfully laundered, like very well. Like, yeah. Like, and and that's why we can't track it, any of it. Or it's not being used yet. Well, that's yeah. No, it's possible. But it, what did he survive on? Like you took 200 grand, you mass, you jumped out, you survived this crazy event. There's no traces of you like that. Well planned the whole thing. And you don't spend any of the money. What's it for? Like, yeah. Was it just the, the grudge? Was it, was it just to take down Northwest Airlines? He filled his bathtub up and swam in it. He did a Scrooge McDuck. This is a really, 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 really yeah. funny what? kind of note. I know you don't know who... I know who Scrooge McDuck is. Why is he filling a bathtub and swimming in it? What's oh, going on? Oh, Listen. Scrooge McDuck has like a vault full of gold coins and money. I know that, but what's the bathtub thing? And just because you got 200 grand in 20s. Like, like, you know what I mean? Like, swim in the money because you hey. have it. <laughs> three this hours is, of sleep, bro. Oh, three hours of sleep. Up with money. This is this just is melatonin talking. Okay. This is just silly. <laughs> this is silly. I'm looking at it. And this is like a long list of things. So I guess in like 1972, somebody claimed to be DB Cooper to an artist or to an author. They believe that there's ties between him and that author. Yeah. Uh, to claiming to be DB. But the, my my favorite one on here, which is just absolute coincidence, but it's great, uh, is that the flight attendant that w- the note was handed to was Florence Schaffner. Saw that right. Schaffner actually translates into train conductor. Like the last name references the word train conductor. Whoa. So I guess that's what it's translated into. I was like, are you kidding me? Like it. That's a reach. That's a reach. It's 100% a reach. We're like, perfect. Why not? Why not? Like, (laughs) I know. Listen, nobody wants this to just be some rando. 
They right. want I, somebody like at this point now, like especially if you live on the West Coast, like we do. This yeah. is a big story for us. Like this is something we've all looked at. Same as Zodiac, right? If it ends up coming out to be some scrub that just happened to get away with it, or he died in the middle of the jump, like hey, I just want to. I just want to know one thing. Two hundred grand in the seventies, if invested right, could it have started a website that stored terabytes of information? That's all I want to know. I just want to know. No, it's more likely that it was started at is, Microsoft. Is DB Cooper really Thomas Ling? Then you got you know. No, it does match the description. Talk, talk about a reach. Because, <laughs> <laughs> I mean, if we're reaching, let's go. Anyway, so uh, let's finish this up. Who knows who DB Cooper is, right? I mean, that last it's Will Smith. That, that, that sounds. Uh, I, I don't sounds know. Going into solid, this, yeah. I had seen nothing on the Will Smith after researching yeah, it just now. In the I saw a lot of suspects. I did not see that one. Like, that one is pretty I would have convincing. I would he have, died in 2018 of a heart attack, I believe, is what they said. Right, but I would have dug deeper into what happened in the 80s, 90s. Like they had to have uncovered what this guy was doing. If he they, he sounds. And yeah, you're right. Looking at the picture. Yeah. For all you listening, look this guy up because he definitely side by side with the sketch. He it, it's close. So I think final verdict. We know the guy was highly intelligent. Highly intelligent. Yep. Uh, the decision to ask for the different types of parachutes or the number of parachutes in Every, general. Yeah. Everything he did along the line everything. points to someone that was intelligent that had planned this thing out. Yep. Right. Articulate. I believe that he made it in the jump. I yeah. believe he made it with all the money. Yeah. Now the, most of the money, all well, but, the t- but no, 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 the all tie back to that 60s. to Will Smith going to Tenabar and and possibly burying the the money is gnarly. Now, what I didn't see in the research was is whether or not that money had been there for years, or if it because because you said that he had visited uh, the Tenabar bef- like a year or two before it was found. I think that's a different guy. I think that uh, no, that was it was in the notes from the last one. It was from Will Smith. Uh, they said he had visited that he had visited Tenabar months before. But nonetheless, that was Dwayne Weber who visited the, the bar the year before. Okay. Regardless, I still think that there's a lot of information that ties back to... Because the other guys, it's all coincidence. Like there's some, some, some weird things there. They had some experience, but not others. Um, they claim he never claimed. He never took any credit for it. Which if I'm doing this and you're doing it with the intention of recouping what you've lost, right? The idea that he lost his pension. He's oh, trying yeah. to get this money back. You do what you need to do, and yeah, you never talk about it again. That's it. He had a wife and two kids. He lived a normal life, and that was it. So I don't know. I, I believe that he survived. I believe that the money, for the most part, got away. He got away with it, um, with the exception of the... I guess it would probably be six grand, if we're assuming it to be correctly. He lost. But uh, that's just my belief. I want to believe that he landed. So he still has $194,000 well, in 1971. Again, we think about inflation, right? This is before... Yeah. 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 You're talking a few million dollars. Yeah. If not invested. This guy, uh, he had it together, was on point. Oh, definitely crazy mystery for sure. And he duped the FBI. So he uh, was the, the biggest ruse ever. Um, no, for but sure. so the uh, $200,000 in 1971 translates to $1.3 million. Right. Ooh. Right. That's not invested. Yeah. No, uh, yeah. That's just leaving it sitting, no bank account, yeah. no nothing. That's just for inflation. Right. Inflation calculator. So, if 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 you guys are listening, that would you if you guys stole one hundred one point three million dollars, that was what he basically did in nineteen seventy one. So meaning, I mean, and, and it all relates. I mean, eighteen dollars for a plane ticket. <laughs> I again, that's three tank, that's three gallons of gas today. So, anyways, uh, let's wrap this up. DB Cooper, intelligent, uh, mysterious. 
who knows? Maybe Will Smith. Could be a thousand other people. Don't know. Any of you guys want to uh, throw in your thoughts on who it is other than Will Smith? I think he sounds like the guy, probably. Uh, Cody sold me on it. Yeah. Either him or a dead Canadian. Definitely. <laughs> definitely. Yeah. <clears throat> Alien could be, too. You know, I, mean, I don't know that we really want to know. I think the mystery of not knowing is what makes things like this. Like, think about it. If we had found his body in 71, we wouldn't be talking about it. No, yeah, for sure. And again, the FBI wants to know. <laughs> again, well, do they? They he, closed the case and they assume he died. They closed the case because they don't like being wrong. They assume he died. Federal yeah. Bureau of Investigation. <laughs> Literally, your job is to investigate and find the answers. And you can't find the answer. Of course, you're going to close it. So, anyway. Uh, we're going to wrap this up. Hey guys, if you guys hadn't got a chance, follow us, like us, we're on, uh, all of our social media platforms, Facebook, Instagram, TikTok, Twitter, uh, all the podcast sites. We appreciate you guys. We love you. We're out. Peace out. See you later. You know how to book flights and hotels. All you're missing is a tool to plan the travel experiences you'll have once you arrive. That's why you need Viator. Book guided tours, excursions, and more in one place. There are over 300,000 travel experiences to choose from, so you can find something for everyone. And Viator offers free cancellation and 24-7 customer support for worry-free travel. Download the Viator app now and use code Viator10 for 10% off your first booking in the app. Find travel experiences for you. Do more with Viator. Save big on Brunch for Mom, all in the Kroger app. Get 16-ounce packs of flavorful Angus 90% Lean Ground Sirloin for $4.99 each with a digital coupon. Then buy two, get two free on 12 packs of delicious Coca-Cola, Pepsi, or 7-Up, all with your card. Shop these deals at your local Kroger today. Or tap the screen now to download the Kroger app to save big today. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Prices and product availability subject to change. Restrictions apply. See site for details.